Okay, we're starting in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> so sad. So crying. So amazing. So crazy. <laughs> I'm Mel. And I'm Dell. Oh, cheers. Ooh. <laughs> we brought the fancy glasses tonight. We're fancy tonight, and our fancy is sponsored by uh, my dear dad, Robert um, Palmer. <laughs> is that the guy that does the yeah. <laughs> sexy girl dance video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, because he bought us the wine to clarify everyone. Robert Palmer. Anyway, my dad gave us wine so thanks dad it's really good it's warm nothing like hot wine on a hot night so (laughs) welcome everyone to our third episode of crying amazing crazy i am very tired and so a little bit hysterical (laughs) also um del do you want to explain your physical situation right now I'm going to get into this more when I talk about the crying oh, part. Okay, I don't want to like But I fucked like up my knee, it. so we'll get there. But yeah, yeah so I've, you know, we're a lively crew tonight. Oh yes, Motley <laughs> crew for sure. Again, want to say thank you to everyone who listened to the first two episodes. Ow, ow, ow! <laughs> we love you so much. And we got some really cool feedback um, and questions. And one of the questions that people were asking was would we take submissions and air of course we'll take submissions yes we want to hear your crying stories this is a podcast about crying if this is your first time listening and so we recently entered the digital realm in that we have an instagram account and it's just simply crying amazing mainframe what we hacked into the mainframe we hacked into the mainframe (laughs) (laughs) it's crying amazing crazy big surprise there and you can reach out to us through direct message on instagram and i don't think it's actually possible for people to send mp3s through a direct message but if you just direct message us on instagram i can give you my yeah we'll give you you know the secret directions um to the rave (laughs) go to the liquor store also like please Feel free to tag us in things that make you cry on Instagram. Like, yes. Give us, give us more tears, please. We, need we them. want all the tears. We'll <laughs> share them. We'll share your stories. So, yeah, you can, you can share your, um, you know, things that made you cry this week or um, if you have a particularly interesting story involving crying that happened sometime in, in your life, feel free to record yourself talking about it and we can blend it into the show. Yeah, or awesome. if you don't want to do that, you can send us just a written story and we'll read it in our super sexy narration voices. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, your friend reached out and had a question. Yeah. So one of, I don't know if I want to say her name cause I didn't no, ask permission, yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> but, um, a friend of mine reached a out, fan of ours. a fan, <laughs> one of our members of our fan club reached out and was, um, talking about 
how in our last episode, Dell was explaining that crying can be a stress reliever Mm -hmm. um, and that there is some research to back that. And she was saying that, you know, she actually doesn't cry very often in her life. My Mm -hmm. friend was saying this and that she was hoping that she could cry more. And so um, she wanted to know, you know, what if we had any advice to cry more. And she was also really wondering why um, some people cry more than others. And so Del and I kind of did a little bit of research on that. Just a little bit. Just Mm -hmm. a little bit. Just a little bit. And as a disclaimer, we're not... Doctors. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) Right. We're just reading stuff on the internet and talking about it. (laughs) We are your Google. (laughs) (laughs) On crying. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So one of the things that I looked at... You know, it's like all of the usual suspects, you know, gender, um, whether a person experienced trauma. Men are predisposed to avoid crying since doing so can interfere with, like, how they're perceived. So, yay, gender norms. Also, obviously, like, hormones, i.e. birth control, if you're depressed or stressed. So, um, you know, those are kind of the usual reasons. But did you see anything different or weird? Um, well, I found out that women are known to cry more than men by five times a month, um, wow. which is interesting considering we only get our periods once a month. Yeah, but like that's five days ish. Oh shit, <laughs> dude! But I don't know. I feel like I Publishing cry every day. A study on that one. Yeah, I yeah. might have a problem. I might have like severe depression and anxiety because I really cry. Like, oh yeah, they were all t- the time. It was saying that you cry more if you're neurotic. Which oh good. <laughs> yes, I believe is the case with us. Also, we are both extroverts, correct? I don't know. I feel like I ride the 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 line. It depends. But yeah, I guess I'm more extroverted. I think you're. Yeah. I catch the extroversion yeah. vibe from you. Totally. Um, well, extroverts are more likely to cry in negative situations, probably because mm. we can't, we just can't handle the judgment. I'm assuming. <laughs> and also, empathetic people are more likely to cry. Yes, I don't know if you got this deep, but I, I was on that thread and found about found out about highly sensitive persons or HSPs. I totally rode that train because yes. it was fascinating. And like, yeah, 20% of people are classified that way and they process both negative and positive information more thoroughly, which makes them more likely to cry. Right. And did you catch that documentary? No. Okay. So in my research of HSPs, which I took a test to find out if Me I too. am one. I am not. Are you? Yes. You are? I got an 18. Oh, 14 shit. was the baseline. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Really? So I guess no I'm... No wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just... And I think I said this before. Like, I've just always been an extremely empathetic person and take on everyone's emotions and process them personally. I feel like I do, too. But maybe I'm a little bit... I don't... I don't know. Sometimes I surprise myself when I don't cry in a situation. Mm, but um kind of goes back to the question. like that yeah, yeah, exactly. And one thing that my friend had pointed out when she had emailed or something that she was pondering that I thought was really interesting was that she remembers being scolded mm. as a child for for her victimhood, really, for expressing that she's a victim in a situation. Yeah. And so she was pondering whether that may have caused her to 
cry less or train herself mm, to cry less probably. growing up. I mean, that sounds, I mean. It makes sense to me. Yeah, I would probably hold it in if I was little and yeah. couldn't, wasn't allowed. It was really interesting. Oh, but the, okay, going back to this documentary mm-hmm. about HSPs. So after taking the test, which by the way, the quiz, I'm sure you can find it if you Google it, mm. but it basically asks you like, what are some of the questions that it asks you? Um, are you easily distracted? Uh, do it was a lot about like noises. Like those are the ones I remember. Like too this, much stimuli. Right. Right. You're like this helicopter. Yeah. Like this. Hel- <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We're losing it right now. <laughs> Great timing guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. If there's too many things going on at once, it overwhelms you. Mm-hmm. You're more in, uh, in, in tune with um, other people's emotions, right, 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 that kind of thing, um, and also the misery and and mm-hmm. like terrible things that happen in the world affects right. you personally, right. or I feel you like that's me a hundred percent, right? Yeah, now. and I think you, I think, I mean, and that's something I admire. It's oh. definitely like I feel like probably the HSP situation. I would assume is like a blessing and a curse. Yeah, like I'm re- like I need to go on a social media diet this weekend like don't look at anything because I'm just it's that's how it is yeah (laughs) yeah and so the person who had written this quiz that I Mm -hmm. looked at she was she was part of this documentary that I think is produced and also like involves Alanis Morissette very heavily and I watched the trailer so I'm just gonna play you guys a little bit of this trailer right now about things deeply, deeply, and things touch us deeply. We feel, feel things deeply. We're maybe highly sensitive. As you can see, they put like a weird vocal effect on her narration in the trailer, and I feel like what? that was just, I mean, wasn't that weird? Yeah, that was crazy. I think it's just like the echo, the extra echoes that they're putting, they were trying to like trigger HSPs or something oh, wow. because it was so like yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of I feel like you would disruptive yeah it was disruptive <laughs> anyways so and it's like kind of low so... budget and cheesy oh sure yeah but uh yeah it was pretty <laughs> that's what she's up to I guess <laughs> yeah I think and you could the documentary is like they has they have a website where you can like buy it for like ten dollars or something like that I love it oh uh, and then lastly, I think in this research, um, one thing that stood out to me was that why we cry, the the kind of most recent theories about it and what seems to be a tr- like a trend is that it's all about connection because um, mm. tears trigger social bonding and human connection. Right. And so like while most other animals are born fully formed, humans come into the world vulnerable and physically unequipped to deal Mm. with anything on their own. So even though we get physically and emotionally more capable as we mature, grownups never quite, you know, age out of the occasional bout of helplessness. Oh, wow. So it's about expressing your helplessness and connecting with other people. It's like Like, this primal thing. Yeah, because when I see someone crying, like I immediately like feel like crying too or like comforting or... Needing to do something. Not, and not just because crying is uncomfortable, but because, like, I, the, the pain is, like, I want to help stop it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, the funny thing is, like, some of the old school uh, theories about it that are obviously 
you know, not valid anymore is Mr. Charles Darwin, (laughs) who's amazing. But he once declared that emotional tears were purposeless and nearly, you know, 150 years later, emotional crying, which is what we, you know, people are still trying to figure out. It's still just a huge mystery to people. Yeah, yeah. There's not really any concrete studies that are you know right that's the kind black of and white conclusion that i came to as well looking at everything is like we still just really don't know why people certain people get more weepy or not and why humans cry at all so but in the 1960s mm-hmm. uh there were some people that thought that humans evolved from aqua- aquatic apes oh and that tears helped that's us live thing. in salt water so uh-huh. i like to believe that okay. there i was a mermaid uh, uh, ape mermaid yeah ape mermaid <laughs> Yeah, just combining. Yeah. We all evolve from ape mermaids that weep. I imagine them like having like long hair and lipstick too, but like an ape head. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. That's like a good logo or something. Draw that for us. Please. Okay, that's our first assignment, fan club. (laughs) We need you to draw ape mermaids. This is something silly, but I don't know how real it is, but life it was from lifehack.org. So, you know, they're or mm. but it just said that criers are mentally strong because I think they're re- ha- letting that release happen. They're not afraid of emotions. They're not afraid of anyone else's emotions. And it invites others to not run away from their feelings and that sort of thing. I don't know how real that is, but since I'm a crier, I like to believe it. I'm mentally Dude, I'm strong. Down. Yeah. I'm yeah. down for that theory. Um, but so to offer, I don't know like how to make yourself cry more I think you just have to watch some fucked up sh- sad shit I guess <laughs> you gotta clockwork orange the shit out yeah. of yourself like, but I like don't know. cute like animals being rescued from yeah something. like but like feel good cries I think are better yeah I don't know I, I know you're not on the this is us train but every episode makes everyone cry so maybe I, I mean, it's cheesy, it. but, like, you just got to let it go and get into it. And, like, I've read articles about how everyone's gravitating towards what they're calling, like, soul TV, like, soul food. Like, it's just TV that, like, makes you feel warm and comfortable and, like... Like chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. So, like, these without, shows, like, This Is Us. Except without God. Yeah. There's no God. Um <laughs> That was going to be our catchphrase. One day, Del said that. That's supposed to be our podcast catchphrase, but then we thought it was too racy, maybe. It's like chicken soup for the soul, but no God. Yeah, there's no God. This is us as soul food. That's a quote. From like tvguide.com. Anyway, so maybe try that. I think there's a lot of opinions about when it's socially acceptable to cry and when it's not okay to cry. And so in talking a little bit about how some people cry more than others and some people are HSPs and all that, Mm. um, we wanted to play a little game uh, where we give each other some scenarios and let's talk about whether we think it's okay or not okay to cry. So, Del. Yes. Do you think it's okay to cry if if you're a baby and you're on a plane? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <clears throat> Give that baby some Benadryl and go to sleep. Like, 
It's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> I tend to agree <laughs> with that. I mean, I, I don't really advocate drugging your baby, but that's just the worst. It is the worst. I feel like there's <sighs> got to be something like some kind of earplugs that ba- that are made for babies that <gasps> help them. Idea. Isn't there something? I bet you there's something yeah. where it makes it so their ears don't pop. Well, the airplanes need to start handing that shit out when yeah. I get on the plane. Or I need to just start bringing it. I mean, the last flight we took, there was two babies. Neither one of them cried at all. It was amazing. Another flight I took, I was trapped with a crying baby for seven hours in a plane. Mm. And it sucked. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So the verdict is no, babies are not allowed to cry on planes. Not at all. If you're the parent with a crying baby, like you need to get up and walk around and like, don't just sit there and panic because that makes it worse. Yes. Because I'm not a parent, so I have all the good advice. Me too. (laughs) What about um, when you're at dinner at a restaurant? And you're arguing with your partner. Is it okay to cry Ooh. in a public restaurant? I don't. I don't think so. Just as a HSP, like if I'm across the room, it's just gonna ruin my whole night too. I'm just gonna feel bad and <clears throat> sorry. And I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, actually, I agree with you. I think it's not okay, even <laughs> though I'm sure I've done it before. Sure. I think. I think it'll make. The conversation you're having with your partner, not authentic because everyone's concerned about how you're looking in public. I also think it's really uncomfortable for your (laughs) server. Totally. (laughs) Excuse me, Matt. Oh, yeah. Back away. And for everyone else in the restaurant. Actually, the reason I thought of this scenario is because this weekend I was at a a restaurant with my mom and a woman and her husband were arguing and the woman was crying. Oh, geez. And we were just, I was just like, oh, God. I just feel like it's not your living room. You're Mm -hmm. sharing this public space with other people. And I'm here to have a good dinner and not watch you cry. Yeah. And I know that happens a lot when people are drinking. That's true. Yeah. Get it together. Maybe have that dinner discussion at home yeah yes okay what about while you're putting in your notice at work if you are quitting your job um I guess it would depend on the relationship I guess that would also like decide if you were gonna cry or not if you really liked this person and had a connection with this boss but I don't know I've cried every single time (laughs) that I've quit my job in front of my boss. That's really sweet. You just feel yeah, bad or? I think I, it's so uncomfortable. Oh. And I also um, don't like to let people down. I'm like a people mm. pleaser. So I always feel like. Bad. Yeah. It's sort of like delivering bummer news. Yeah. Well, actually, every time I've left, I've been excited too. So I've just been like, <laughs> peace out, bitch. So. <laughs> I mean, I've been excited to leave, but yeah. just like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just awkward. But yeah, I'm always stoked to get out of there. So, but maybe they're tears of joy. Is maybe. that okay? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for okay. sure. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> what about after sex? <laughs> I'm making a really like, oh my god, face. <laughs> I don't know if I can answer that. You don't have to answer because <clears throat> we're drinking wine that your dad bought us. Okay. Uh, do you what want to about, answer that? <laughs> I would say yes, it's okay. It, it just depends on, again, who you're with. Yeah. If it's your, if it's not like on a first first time at yeah, it, I guess, that would be I guess, really weird and I guess creepy. it would be okay. 
Oh, I guess I don't know how I would feel though. If, if he the, started, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. kind of sexist of me, but but yeah, I think I would be turned off. Yeah, I don't know. That would be weird. I'd just mm-hmm. be like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Okay. What about when you're getting your haircut on America's Next Top Model? What? Oh, when they have to like shave their heads? Yeah. I feel like they should all shut the fuck up because they're all gorgeous. Like that's why they're there, and like gorgeous people can carry off a bald head. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's no not crying. Like, Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like also you're on TV and like opportunities, so just stop. <laughs> also, because like opportunities, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for sure it's yeah. I'll take some more of that. God damn it! This is probably our most delirious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Delirious. It's just we're really comfortable with you guys. Yeah. We're so comfortable with you guys. <sighs> Don't you just want to take a nap? Um. <laughs> okay, I think those are... Yeah. Those okay. are my... That's our game. Ding, ding, yay. ding. Yay. Ooh. To cry or not to cry. Yeah. That is the question. <laughs> uh, um, let's talk about things that made us cry this week. Um, you go first. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of friends in the Bay Area, and including... Mm. Um, some, you know, friends that live in the North Bay, which is affected by fires, some people who've lost their homes, um, or their families' homes, not people that I know super well, but it's still, it's still close. Yeah. And actually, um, seeing my other friends that live in like San Francisco and in Sacramento and stuff, like Mm -hmm. be so willing to open their homes and just like any way they can help other people was really moving to me and definitely um, brought some tears to my eyes this week. I just have to say that. that. Yeah. That's just a real quick one. The other one was when you were there and I, this might be yours, but I oh, feel no, like I we've had it. so many experiences <clears throat> where we've been like Fine. looking at each other and going, Wee. <laughs> uh, but one was like, so Dell and I went with our dudes to, um, this Pearl Jam documentary. What's, what's it Let's called? Let's play two. Let's play two. Uh, Dell is a huge Pearl Jam yes. fan. So is my husband. I, I like them, but I'm not, I like, like them, but not. <laughs> Wait, I like them, but not like like them. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, whatever. But you're not in love with them. But I'm not in love with them. Yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't marry them. Like me and Chris would marry them. Yeah, you <laughs> would marry them and have their babies. I yeah. would like have a long winded like high school <laughs> affair. A f- I, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, Fling. so there were a couple things that made me tear up during this documentary, even though I'm not a Pearl Jam fan. But just the real basic Eddie's one, the greatest. Yeah, Eddie is. God damn, he's such a babe too. Yeah, Holy crap, he's so, arms. so good Fuck. looking. Yeah. yeah, his arms. <laughs> I cried just looking at his arms. But like super simple, straight up was seeing people happy at a large concert. Yes. Because of Las Vegas. Yes. And that, I was thinking that too. I was pretty emotional because we oh, went and saw this documentary like it was a like a couple days. couple days after Vegas mm. shooting, and it just made me really mm. think yeah, about crowds and when somebody's in that happy right situation, so happy. Mm. and to have that happen to them. So I like I'm getting kind of like choked yeah, up even know, thinking about it right now. As somebody who enjoys music and goes to concerts right. frequently, and it's part of my life, a mm-hmm. huge part of my life. Those are my little things. The main thing I wanted to talk about though was. 
there is this fantastic series on NPR, WEBZ Chicago, <laughs> called Every Other Hour, and it's about gun violence in Chicago. Oh, Jesus. And it is a phenomenal, fantastic resource. Mm-hmm. It has so many interesting um, stories related to gun violence. Like some of their headlines are uh, a stark racial disparity in gun violence, the case for hiring ex-offenders, mm-hmm. gunshots or fireworks, how to tell the difference in sound, uh, neuroscience and gun violence. Um, the the name of the series Every Other Hour is because every other hour a person is shot in Chicago. And so far this year, Chicago has made an arrest in just 3% Jesus of all Christ. shootings. So that's sort of the background. Um, But the piece that made me literally weep in my car was um, this this series or this story that was about girls and gangs. And it was this one girl who I believe was 17 or when she was being interviewed. She's just telling her story um, and her voice, she sounds like a baby. She sounds like she's like 11 years old. And, you know, we don't really get depictions of girls and gangs a lot in mm-hmm. the media. There's not a lot of actual real factual stories right, about right. or studies even about girls and gangs. So why would there be right. just girls? Exactly. But really, uh, one third of gang members are female. Mm-hmm. And so what wow. they talk about in the story is her sharing, you know, how she was 13 when she was given her first gun in a gang. Um, And one way she earned her status in the gang was by fighting girls in other gangs. Girls are usually shot callers. Um, They recruit new members. And that's exactly what Christina did. Her name was Christina. And the, they also talked a lot about research. You know, they had one expert on girls and gangs and she was talking about how female gang members tend to live in households that are more severely disrupted than male gang members. So in this case, Christina talked about how she was sexually abused um, and that her family did not believe her. And actually, you know, uh, she was kind of almost punished for that. Yeah. And it's Rose McGowan. Hi. Oh my gosh. So this shit was making me cry so much. Um, But in particular, this clip made me cry. So after we had buried him, I told him I laid down three flowers. One that I was going to get revenge on his name. No matter what it takes, that his name will always be known out here. The second was I was going to accomplish the things he couldn't accomplish. And the third is I was going to leave the streets for good. And so, you know, she's talking about her, how her brother died and, you know, how seeing him die makes her want to get out of the gang, but it's a long battle. She was already kicked out of school and right. Anyways, so super Debbie Downer one, but that one was like, what is this series called? It's called every other hour. hour. And so you can go and find it on WEBZ. And there's a ton of amazing um, stories. Uh, they're doing some pretty amazing reporting out there. And yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah. Anyways, those are my crying. Aww. They're all like really sad. Well, Sorry, they're not it's happy been a tears. Sad week, dude. For yeah, real. Yeah, it's just been really fucking sad. So, my first one. I need to do a disclaimer up front. I am not a fan of Eminem. I don't condone 
his misogynist lifestyle. Um, I think, you know, he's pretty gross in many ways. However, he did, everyone knows this already, a freestyle on the BET Awards, and it was all about 45. And it, it, I think it made me cry because he was so, like, ramped up and emotional and, like, angry. And I just was like, yes, me too. And I was just, like, crying, like, with his words, I guess. And, you know, you know, he he called him out on Puerto Rico and all the tragedies and, and how he's, you know, focusing on football and, you know, just all of the atrocities that we're living through. And then the part that I was just like <clears throat> dying, bawling is when he, you know, drew a line and he said, and any fan of mine who's a supporter of his, I'm drawing in the sand a line. You're either for or against. And if you can't decide who you like more in your split on who you should stand beside, I'll do it for you with this. And he finished with the middle finger for the camera and I was just like, fuck, like that's Dang. what every person with a platform needs to do right now is like call out your fans, call out everybody, like you need to join me or like fuck off. So I just thought that was so powerful and I was just like, yeah, just so emotional. He was so emotional and so I was very emotional. But anyway, yeah, that was one and that really surprised me dude um, for real yeah i was just like what um also secondly i need to always mention my boyfriend barry was seeing um all the living presidents together being civil decent human beings they launched a fundraising campaign for um hurricane maria which hit puerto rico and the virgin islands and um and other um catastrophes it's called um one america appeal and donors can contribute funds to anywhere they'd like you can you know choose it's oneamericaappeal.org so i just that just really like seeing a picture of them all standing together and like just oh, fuck i miss you w <laughs> just, oh my god <laughs> just seeing them all together and just you know being like wow like this is this is what an american president is supposed to be like this is just so depressing so that <laughs> made me cry so um and then the big one was you know kind of this knee drama I'm having um about two weeks ago I was simply sitting down on a couch when my knee joint my knee cap slipped out of joint and then eventually went back but um it you know resulted in a very you know sprained knee and I'm in a splint and it's hard to walk and it's I don't know. It's just, it's not the worst. I feel like a crybaby, but also like it fucking sucks. It made me slow down, but it really also just kind of made me, it like, you know, my body forced me to stop. I was like a million miles an hour for several months and just to like really stop and, you know, have appreciation for my body and its abilities. And, you know, like I'm watching TV and I see people jumping in rivers and I'm like, oh my God, your knees are so healthy. Like I just want to <laughs> jump. Like I can't even jump right now. Um, and then, you know, the realization like, hello, you're aging. Um, you know, the doctor's response is, as we age, these sorts of things happen. Aww, so why do they say I that? I don't know. I'm just like. I know I'm not 
a young sprightly thing, but you know, I hike, I yoga and totally whatever, dude. Um, it still happened, but it was really funny cause this, a horoscope pop- popped up on, in my Instagram feed from Lenny letter. So I'm an Aquarius and <clears throat> the horoscope says rest in power. The phrase rest in power applies not only to the dead, but to the living. What are you beside, what are your ideas about power? Are there certain qualities, actions, or struggles that you feel are implicit to getting and maintaining power? What, what do these ideas come from and what do they even feel like? This month, consider the idea that power can come from a state of rest as much as it can arise from struggle. So that's my lesson, like slow down and rest and I can still, you know, do things, but I was feeling very sorry for myself and like crying a lot you know, from the actual physical pain, but also to just release the emotional stress of like having to cancel lots of plans and like hobble around on a cane and go to many doctor's appointments. And then I saw a f- someone I know on Facebook, I'm not going to say his name because I didn't ask him permission, but I'm going to read part of this because it's public-ish on Facebook. But um, he wrote about how five years ago he was walking a trail where he worked and 30 minutes in his legs gave out. He collapsed and couldn't get up and he had to crawl back to work. And then um, very shortly after he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And so he just recently returned back to this job and um, decided to try the trail again. And he saw joggers pass him by and he was getting jealous and um, his legs started to weaken and he was just like, fuck them. I'm working harder than they are. And anyway, I ba- he ma- barely made it back, um, but he did it. Like, he was very proud that he still could do it. And it was just like, I'm such an asshole for, like, being so caught up in my own self when, like, people are living with things that they have no control over. And this state of feeling sorry and mad about my body is something that people have to live with every day. And it just really made me <laughs> break down and suck it up, I guess. So that was my big crying story this week. That's really awesome. <laughs> and it moves me a lot because I think, I don't know if you remember that my dad, yeah, yeah my dad has primary progressive MS, which yeah. is the gnarliest kind. And right. um, it's been pretty, you know, hard to see somebody go through that and have no control and um it definitely puts things into perspective but it's easy to forget Mm. about how uh privileged we are when we don't have a disability or an illness like that yeah I mean that yeah that's privilege we walk around with every day and don't even And my dad, too, found out about his MS while doing something physical because he, the bummer, I mean, he was an avid surfer and Mm. um, also triathlete and runner and bicyclist. And, you know, so he realized when he was surfing one day that he couldn't stand on his board anymore all of a sudden. And, you know, he kind of just couldn't understand why he all of a sudden couldn't surf anymore. So... I can't even really imagine that to happen to me or Mm. if like, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're this passion, this thing that you're passionate for is taken from you. Yeah. So 
That's really crazy because a lot of what you just said is in Amy Schumer's book about her dad and like uh, surfing and all. Really? Of, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, really I crazy. think about, I think about, I feel connected in a way with her story because mm -hmm. of her like when she posts about her dad and stuff like that yeah. like her dad like how she describes her dad is quite similar to how I would yeah. describe my dad like you know being a bit like stubborn mm. um and but still having a sense of humor yeah. at times about your situation like my dad's pretty bad right now where it's hard to like have conversations with him yeah. even but um when it wasn't as bad like and it was you know, he was just starting out with his struggles with walking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was funny because he would always say things like, you know, oh, yeah, I was like, like, I'd be like, you know, oh, dad, how'd you get that bruise or whatever? And he'd be like, oh, you know, just getting in, getting in my boxing match with the floor again, oh. like just having my fight with the the wall yeah, keeps yeah. messing with me, you know, <laughs> like the wall, wall, walls keep fucking with me. Yeah. And um, so he was always kind of funny like that, but. Yeah, it's I it's hard to describe. Yeah. That kind of situation, um, but I hate to bring it back to Eddie Vedder, but I'm gonna Oh, go for it. <laughs> um so Amy Schumer and her dad are like huge Pearl Jam fans. Yeah, and also my dad really likes Pearl Jam. Uh, and her so she somehow got Eddie Vedder to like call her dad and like talk to him on the phone and there's video of it like, you know, they're like singing together over the phone and he's like crying and just like very sweet. I think she writes about it in the book, actually. So anyway, back That's, to Eddie Vedder being an amazing human being. Yeah, I um, I'll have to talk about my dad on another episode. Yeah, for sure. My dad, not so much anymore, but he would he's would often leave messages on my voice. Like he'd leave uh -huh. a voicemail, and all it would say was just like, "Hey, Mel, just call and tell you I love you." Okay, Aww. bye. Or just calling to tell me like really like if he's in a good mood he would yeah. just be like spring has sprung bye. <laughs> or like and our, our favorites are he has like chris and i talk about he'd always be like call me and be like pearl jam pretty good band <laughs> forgot about them and then when lou, so when lou reed died he called Aww. me too and was just like lou reed died wow walk on the wild side <laughs> love you bye like, <laughs> I love it. So I those are like, like always, yeah, make me cry because my dad lives in Connecticut. He mm. lives far away. So yeah. this, is, this is like, you know, my connection with him. That's but. really sweet. I love that. All right. So our, we usually try to end on like kind of a goofy, funny note in case it gets too real. But yeah. uh, with a song that has to do with crying, mm -hmm. it's about crying. Um, yeah. But yeah, this song... But this week, I picked it, so blame me. It's not a song about crying, but in tribute to a man that made me cry this week, Mr. Tom Petty. I And I think I'm the mega fan here. Well, not mega fan. I'm the fan here because Mel's a baby. Or Baby just, fan? Is that no, like you just don't. Oh, because I'm a baby because I'm yeah, little? because you're a baby. I, no, I really like Tom Petty. Okay. I totally, just, I love him. I'm just like, I don't, I will admittedly say that, you know, I don't like know a ton about his music mm -hmm. i can't like sit here and have like a great conversation about you know um tom petty's effect on my life basically I yeah. or I like which albums about... are the greatest yeah, tom petty like... albums i mean i know his self-titled tom petty and the heartbreakers right. is the bomb but like right, right, right. i don't 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Anyways, I don't. I don't he know rules. that I'm, yeah. I was bummed for yeah. sure. I don't know that I know much more than you do on that front, but yeah, I just I was really bummed, and I think for me it was like more about like like my mom because like to me like Tom Petty reminds me of my mom, so like I was uh-huh. just like yeah. oh that's so sad, and I knew like she would be really sad, and I think she cried and my uncle cried. They used to go to Tom Petty concerts all the time, and um, she you know she always. When I just remember growing up, she always like played him a lot and like loved him, and so there's like that sense of familiarity yeah, with Tom. Yeah, for so sure. That just like my really... mom listened to Sade a lot. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a Sade song. <laughs> um, and Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Which and I always me. thought he was like such a weirdo, but like a really cool weirdo, and I loved the music. And so I think he really like excelled in his weirdoness in the 90s and the music videos that he did back then. So, like, specifically, like, the top three were, you know, um, Free Falling, Don't Come Around Here, which was the Alice in Wonderland one. And then Free Falling is, like, all about, like, the valley and Reseda, and I think they filmed it in the Reseda Mall, and it's, like, very, like, here and then. So, um, but the one we wanted to talk about a little bit this week um, is Mary Jane's Last Dance. So good. It's a great song. It's good. I mean, all of them, I, yeah. He has so many great songs. 1993. Yeah. So he's a morgue assistant. It's kind of creepy, but yeah. intriguing. And then he, like, discovers this beautiful Kim Basinger. Bassinger? Basinger? Oh, no. We always fuck this know. up. In a bag. In, like, a, you know, mortician bag. <laughs> he finds her in a bag. <laughs> just chilling. In a drawer. Yeah. And I guess, you know, she's beautiful. <laughs> so, they yeah. go on a little adventure. Yeah. It's, like, weird because, you know, it's, like, necrophilia kind of. But, like, for some reason, it's not creepy. Probably because Tom Petty is so, like, sweet. And right. I don't know. It's yeah. So, like, he dresses her up. It's not really sexual in it's any not, way. It's not. It's not at all. Like, it's just, like, him. It's like a Tim Burton it's movie. It's totally Tim like, Burton. Like, actually, the setting, like, the yeah. scenes, like, when they're on the That's beach. A good one. Yeah. Is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he dresses her up, and then he um, tries to, you know, turn on the TV. And I don't know if he's, like, trying to revive her or what, but... Um, then they have this last dance, and it's very sweet. And so she's Mary Jane, right? I guess. <laughs> and then at the end, he like they drive to the beach, and he, you know, or was there anything else? Yeah, he puts her in the, or he oh. basically, yeah, he well, the he has that dance, and it's very like great expectations, right? With right. like all these candles lit, yeah. Um, he's. It's very sweet, even though it should be super creepy. Yeah, that's kind of the cool thing about it. It was directed by Keir McFarlane, who's mm-hmm. done a couple other music videos, mm-hmm. like Janet Jackson music videos, yeah. actually. But I know that it was inspired by uh, a couple, like, really, old, like, this old Belgian film. Oh, um, wow. And also by the Bukowski story, uh, the cop- copulate, cop- copulate, mm-hmm. copulating. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Copulation, copulation, copulating mermaid of Venice, California. I can speak English. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes when I don't drink this wine. 
that Dell's dad bought us. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Tom Petty, Last Dance with Mary Jane. But I think I read, too, that it was originally supposed to be called Indiana Girl because of that line of Indian about an Indiana girl. And that's how it started out was, hey, Indiana girl. But they all thought it was pretty goofy. And then at the last second, um, Tom changed it to Last Dance with Mary Jane. And then, you know, the song was kind of reborn and became the hit that it was. So, um, you know, it won Best Male Video at the MTV Movie Awards. Ooh, MTV Movie. 1994. Music Awards or whatever. Yeah, that's like when... That shit mattered, I feel like. That was so... Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, you know what I heard? Mm-hmm. I heard that the song was supposed to begin with uh, sucking down chili dogs <laughs> outside the Tasty Freeze, and then they changed it. I hope that's real. That's amazing. <laughs> that's not real. That's not real. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. Um, did you read? Did you read about how sweet um, Tom Petty and Kim Basin, yes. Basinger, Basinger? God, I know. We need to like phonetically figure shit I out. Know. Come on, guys. Um, Tom Petey, how do you say that? <laughs> uh, did you read how sweet their yes. quotes were? Okay, so yes, basically, sweet. Kim, my girl Kim, <laughs> little Kim, if you will, was uh, just talking about how sh- how they're both so shy, yeah, yeah, and just like soft spoken and gentle and sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she said that it was the coolest thing she ever did in her life. It it was a classic. He was just a doll, and he was so sweet. Um, and what did she say? Oh, both of us are extremely shy, so we just said three words to each other the whole time. What? I'll never forget how heavy that dress was that she was oh. wearing. And I had to be dead the whole time, she said. That's so weird. She says, you know, it's really one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life because I had to be completely weightless to be in his arms the way I was. I won, it won all those awards, and the kids love it even today. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. I wonder when she said that. Like, I hope it was like last she? week. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cute. Um, and then I guess you know the meanings behind the song is it could be about drug use, but it's probably not. Um, or you know, just a song about letting go of some girl. But do you remember SNL when David Spade was on, or were you still like a little child? God damn it, Delaine. I'm not that little. I'm 17. Uh, yes, I remember. So I don't know if you remember on the news, they used to do this bit where David Spade would roll in and he was like dressed like Tom Petty. And he had like the um, don't come around here, like top hat and like the long hair. And he would like do this weird thing with his mouth. And like the, the round glasses. And, I don't remember that. And he would do this voice, <laughs> and it was just like really funny. And one time Dana Carvey came out as Bob Dylan, and they were having a conversation. It was like me, me, like goofy. But anyway, like I feel like that was a, a earlier Tom Petty memory. <laughs> well, R.I.P. Thank you, Tom. Thank for you, all Tom. The music. I say R.I.P. in a very serious way and yeah. not 
in a basic bitch kind of way. In a basic bitch. Yeah, and day. I will say I was really bummed too because he just played a bunch of nights at the Hollywood Bowl and I really wanted to go, but I was just like, whatever, I'll catch him next time. <sighs> yeah, story of my life. I need to, I need to see a couple bands that you know, <laughs> or you go. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for yeah, real. Yeah. Like X. They're like one of my favorite oh, bands totally. ever. Like they're, I love them so much and they play so often. <laughs> I know, like all And the time. I never, ever, I, I mean, they're playing actually, I think in December in LA. Oh, so I need to go see them. Go. But I feel like that happened with me and Elliot Smith. I've seen Xene. I've seen Xene oh, okay. perform solo, but I've never yeah, seen yeah. X and I need to see John Doe, my baby boy. Oh, your baby boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. All right. Well. Keep crying, y'all. Thanks, guys. Keep crying. Cheers. Cheers. Last dance with Mary Jane. <laughs> no more time. One more time. One more time. <laughs> Just go with the moment. Last dance with Mary Jane. One more time to kill the pain.